Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Oh My Pod, a podcast about exploring people, places, and things that you might not know about and make you think, oh my God, and want to learn more. I'm Chelsea Reif, and today we have an awesome guest on, Megan Granger from the podcast Superficial Magic. Her podcast focuses on the power of manifestation, mental blocks, limiting beliefs, how to get out of your own head when you feel like life is just being so unfair, and lots more. In this episode, things kick off really quickly as we dive into Megan's breakup that happened in real time, and we chat through her codependency issues, going after people that are emotionally unavailable, and why does the universe always send us back exes or people from our past as tests? This is a pretty lengthy episode because we had so much to cover, including our favorite manifestation stories, and Megan has insane manifestation powers. She has a baller apartment. She wrote down specifically that she wanted to date someone that had a house in Malibu and ended up immediately dating a guy whose family home was in Malibu. Yeah, I can't make this up. We recorded in her apartment, so there is some breeziness and outdoor sounds as we were truly just having a conversation right there in her living room. So I hope it feels as if you were there just sitting right next to us. And if you do find value in this podcast, found it enlightening, funny, anything, then rate, review, and subscribe. And I can continue to book hilarious and thoughtful guests like Megan because those ratings and reviews are what helped me to bring major people on. So with that, let's dive right into this episode with Superficial Magic's Megan Granger. All right, I am here with Megan from Superficial Magic ah! in her apartment that she manifested, which we can get into. I'm so excited about that story. <laughs> but we need to discuss something in real time. I think we're just going to start and jump right in. You said you're going through a breakup. Yeah. It, like, as we speak. As we as we live and breathe, I am um, going through a breakup. And I'm using the term lightly because we've been dating for, like, I don't know, two months um, so it's not too devastating, yeah. but this person is so, can I curse on your, yeah. po- so fucking emotionally unavailable <sighs> that I have literally begun going to Codependence Anonymous. Um, oh my goodness, we need to hear all about this. Yeah, because I'm like, the, I must be clinically insane <laughs> if I'm attracted to this human being. Right. Um, so I'm doing that, and um, I haven't been going the last two weeks because Dana's out of town and I've been going with her, which is like the most codependent thing. Yeah, now they're like, you have to come alone. (laughs) I can't. And I don't know where to start. I'm like, do I just go up to somebody and be like, are you my sponsor? Like, how do I start the steps? And then I can't date anyone for like a year. Oh, wow. That's pretty restrictive. And so I'm like, okay, like, I guess I'll just never have children and die alone. Cool. Because I'm so codependent. Thanks, mom and dad. Uh, so essentially I've been hanging out with him and we have like a really close connection. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and like whenever, whenever I'm with him, I'm just like, whoa, we're like really doing this. Right. And then when we're apart, I'm like, who is this person? Like what, what's going on? Yeah. So this weekend. consistent? Yeah. It's not consistent. Yeah. So this weekend, we um, spent, like, a night together. It was really fun, whatever, whatever. And then have not talked since. It's Tuesday. So that's weird to me. Like, not even to, like, banter for a minute. Right. And then he he just texted me, you left your bra in my car. And I go, no, I didn't. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So then he's like, and I'm like, uh... 
no, I didn't. And he's like, yes, you did. And he's like, oh, sorry, bra colored jacket. Because I left like this camel colored jacket in his car. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I left my jacket in your car. Um, great, can I exchange it for your shirt tomorrow? Because I have a shirt. And he's like, I'm going to France tonight. Like, and you had no idea. And no, no clue. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? Like, that's a big deal. It's so weird. And so how long is he going? Or is I he didn't ask. I just, I just wrote, okay, cool. Like, I guess we'll figure it out when you get back. Uh, he goes, okay. Okay emoji. The, like. The hand. Mm-hmm. And I go, I know now is not the time to talk. I'm reading you guys. I'm reading you straight <laughs> from the. Literally, from the she thing. has her phone out. I know now is not the time to talk, and it was nice getting to know you, but I feel like the whole thing has been kind of confusing, and I don't think you are being that awesome to me right now. Ooh. Uh, I'll get over it, and when we see each other out, it will be fine, but that's my point of view. And has he responded? No. He's going he's gonna to not respond, and then when he gets back, he's going to try to be like, I messed up. Oh, I really if he doesn't you. respond, I will burn his house down while he's yeah. in France. I will for sure burn or his house down. just find him in France. Yeah. He needs to just write back, like, sorry, I'm an anything. idiot. Like, uh, like obviously not ready for anything right now. Like, right, whatever. something. Yeah. 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 I guess this can kind of get into, like, where superficial, superficial magic comes from. Like, what do you think you're putting out there that you're attracting that? Because this is my problem, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I had a dream this morning because I went back to sleep after I woke up. <laughs> um <laughs> That he liked me, and then I didn't like him anymore. Mm. Like, he was, like, really, you know. so into Mm -hmm. it. And so I'm like, it's just so much deep Mm -hmm. shit. And I don't know where it's coming from because I used... I'm just checking my phone to make sure I'm not, like, sending him some voice memo about this. Because, yeah. (laughs) Live recording. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I, I used to date guys that were obsessed with me and I loved that Mm -hmm. so I don't know where suddenly the past four years it's been this really intense need to like act something out Mm -hmm. with emotionally unavailable people it's so frustrating yeah that's my issue too is I just did a podcast about this I did an about me podcast and my 2016 was like the darkest year of my life I was just dating guys that were like ghosting me not treating me well telling me to go fuck myself and I was like at some point Yes, you're just going after the wrong guys, but I'm like, what vibe am I putting out there mm-hmm. that I'm even allowing this in my life? Absolutely. And letting it go on. It wasn't just like one-time things. It would be like, well, that was just like bad mood or like, oh, whatever. He gets a second and third chance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at some point you have to do some introspection and be like, why? Like there's 8 billion people in this world. Absolutely. And it's wild. I think if if it's deep enough, you know, I mean... Which it is for most people. Mm-hmm. I think you need to, like, go to therapy, see if you're codependent. Blah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really on the codependency train. I think yeah. everyone's codependent now. Um, but it's deep work. It's so deep. It's really deep because it's our... It's so dumb and obvious, but it's our relationship with our parents. And our relationship with our parents is our relationship with ourselves. And, like, we're battling out new aspects of ourselves through new people and whatever right. so it it's important yeah and it's so when you say that thing about parents and being younger because i go to therapy every week i like like talking about this on the podcast because i hate that people think you have to be like clinically insane to be in therapy yes and she said i get frustrated with myself that i like I, sometimes i feel like i'm not making progress i'm like how have i been doing this for nine months and i feel sometimes the same as i did nine months ago and she's like 
think about if you hiked into a forest three miles, it's going to take you the same three miles to get back out. So if you have 18 years of stuff that you just haven't dealt with, that doesn't change in a weekly one hour session Mm -hmm. that you're going to transform your life into. And I was like, oh my gosh, it really is like one uh, one step forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people think, oh, if you go to therapy, you're magically transformed in like a month and then good to go. Yeah, ready I'm to better go. now. Yeah, I'm all mm-hmm. good. I've transformed my life. But um, I want to talk about superficial magic because this is where your podcast comes in and really talks about issues with manifesting and mental blocks and what we attract. Were there certain things in your life that prompted you to start this podcast or was it just who you're surrounding yourself with and you're like, you know what, we're talking about this so much, why not make it a podcast? It's really weird that I have this talent to manifest things, but I manifest shit like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm so good at it. Um, so I kind of wanted to teach people how to do it too. And it's been a journey because I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this person that I've been talking to for two months, I made a list probably two days before I met him. And it's so specific. It's so bizarre. Like, I wanted, I, I said I wanted somebody who had a house in Malibu. And three weeks into dating, we were like spending the weekend at his family's house in Malibu. Just like so weird, that specific, yeah. specific, specific shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's and it's what I'm interested in it's what Mm -hmm. I love I want everybody to get what they want I love that the universe is alive and that we're communicating with each other and it's the only thing that really interests me yeah um so that's why I started superficial magic but it has been getting interesting to just come up against the the like psychological issues that get in the way of all of it oh my gosh the mental blocks Mm -hmm. and like fear of change that Mm -hmm. we all have yes but manifesting I think that's why I love your podcast so much too because I started realizing once I was listening I think I'm really good at manifesting too oh for sure and I used to think my mom would just say you're so lucky like how do you always get so lucky and so I've just grown up being like I'm really lucky I'm really lucky and now I'm like Oh, now that I've like opened mm-hmm. my eyes to what this actually means, I I think I'm just good at manifesting things. Yeah. And someone even at work was like, "You should just do a podcast on how you manifest stuff because it's really crazy." I'm like, it's not this like mindset that I wake up every single day and, and like I'm gonna get the best of this, best of that, best and that. It's we can talk about this like way more at length. This is I feel like what's gonna be half the podcast, but it really is a frame of mind that you're always in I feel like Mm -hmm. and you just don't expect anything negative to happen with your vision so like what would you describe manifesting as okay so um manifesting to me is getting really excited about something Mm -hmm. knowing you deserve it and forgetting about it enough that the universe can bring it to you in a surprising way yeah I love the forgetting about a thing yeah because we can talk about your apartment because it's so mm-hmm. interesting. But basically, you were saying the first apartment you had, you were so obsessed with it that it oh ended up God. slipping from your hands. Yes. So can you walk us through yes. the story? Yes. Um, okay, yeah. So it, it, it's so counterintuitive how much you have to just let go and how hard it is for me to manifest anything that I really, really, really am clinging to mm-hmm. and want. Okay. So I lived in a a shared house with my friend and everything was fine it wasn't perfect I wanted to move um but again it wasn't that like desperate energy of like I need out now like I had a fine Mm -hmm. thing 
So I found my dream apartment and I went and I looked and I could not believe it. And I got my heart so set on it. And I was like, I am manifesting the shit out of this thing. Mm -hmm. So I would sit in my like room, um, every night and go to sleep, just like putting my energy all around it, like decorating it, looking online at what I was going to get. I put in my application and I didn't get it. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so sick. It was like more sad than this stupid guy. (laughs) It's like like actually heartbreaking. Yeah. It was actually like, oh, I really needed this. Right. I wanted this. Um, so I was so sad for like a day, really self-pitying, like whatever, bad vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was just like, I'm not going to stay in this space for a long time. I'm just going to write down in my journal, like a hundred things I'm grateful for. So I started like, excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of water because one of the things I wrote was cold water. (laughs) (laughs) So specific. I just was writing and writing and writing and writing and getting like so into it. And I, I changed my vibe. I think gratefulness is like so basic bitch level Oprah stuff, but it's so important So true because it changes your whole vibration. It takes you to the highest vibration we can be, which is love. Um, but love is a much harder vibration to get into than gratefulness because Mm -hmm. it often requires another person and they don't behave the way that we want them to. Right. Um, so I prefer to just get grateful and it can be like for, I have two legs that work and I have, and maybe you don't, which is fine too, (laughs) but (laughs) something else. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, so, um, I, I did that for like an hour and then I got on Craigslist and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep going. Like I want my own place. Mm -hmm. So I looked on Craigslist and one of the first listings was this apartment that we're sitting in now, which I had been to a party at, um, that like last summer. So a year ago, almost, um, I'd been to a party at this apartment and I was like, holy shit, who would ever get to live somewhere like this? Mm -hmm. Like what kind of person gets to live here what like life goes on in this building because I just loved it so much right and so I asked the person whose apartment it was I was like he was subleasing it but I was like how do I get into this apartment and he was like you can't it's a five-year waiting list and it's like astronomically expensive and blah 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 and I was like fuck so to see it on Craigslist I was like how why what yeah I drove immediately here like had all my application stuff ready gave it to them um it took like a week for them to get back to me, but essentially the the landlord was new and didn't know there was a waiting list. Mm. And this apartment is like a little bit rent controlled too. Yeah. So I I don't know. It just I got out of my own way enough and stayed grateful and didn't let the self pity shit go on too long. And now I'm in like my favorite place on earth. And I'm, I walked in and I was like, this looks like a model home or like an urban outfitters apartment. Like it's so cute. There's exposed brick. You have like a glam room closet. It's just It's amazing. And, and were you like questioning it for a second being like, wait, how, like, were you scared? Oh my gosh, someone is going to come up from the wait list and like, oh, for sure. Until I got the keys, I was like so scared I was yeah. shitting myself um and then when I got the keys I like ran in and locked the doors I was like nobody come in here you're you like can't. I moved in <laughs> and it's mine the papers are signed <laughs> yeah that, that brings me to like jinxing things do you think if you say things out loud before they happen that you 
are basically mm. setting yourself up for failure or do you think the more you talk about it the more you can manifest it I think it all depends so much on where you are with your manifestation um what you want to bring about and where the people you're talking to are um if you have any doubts I would try to only talk to people who are going to soothe those doubts mm-hmm. <laughs> um Nobody who's going to poke holes in the plan. You know, like, my deepest want is this, uh, but I'm struggling with this. And then a person you trust can be like, try this. Right. Um, so solution-based thinking. I am not a huge advocate of having, like, a vision and just talking willy-nilly about mm-hmm. it with people. Because they'll be like, my friend tried to yeah. do that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then you just add their vibrations to your vibrations. Yeah, and then and, you start questioning yourself, yeah. like, oh, maybe they're right. I shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, keep it pure. But what about if the people you surround yourself with and these negative thoughts, what if that's your own mind? Ooh, yeah, I hear that too. Um, it probably is. It, it Usually is. is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but so everything people are saying to us is usually – based off our unconscious influencing them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um which is like a level deeper than I think most people are used to thinking but uh still even though it's still kind of coming from us the illusion of someone else saying it makes it more real yeah can you expand on that because I think you talked about this on a podcast once how you were like obsessed with someone saying you suck and then Mm -hmm. you came back and it happened Yes. So in eighth grade, um, I became obsessed and I felt myself doing it yesterday. I became obsessed with somebody writing you suck on my locker. Like couldn't stop thinking about it. Somebody's going to write you suck on my locker. It's going to be so humiliating. I had to go out of town for like a week with my family. I come back, you suck written in giant letters across my locker. I swear to God. And yesterday, I invited these two girls to, like, that I don't know very well, to, a like, a moon circle. Mm-hmm. So I invited them on, um, like, on a group chat. And I somehow got in my head and was like, oh, shit. They're going to accidentally respond to the group chat and be like, we're not fucking going to this. And, like, I knew if I kept thinking that, it absolutely was going to happen. Yep. So I was just like, nope, okay. Not thinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of your worst fears will uh materialize that's so true I think I run into that a lot I met with Chris Medina yesterday and that was something he said he's like you need to get out of your own way like you block your potential so Mm -hmm. much to the point where you sometimes I I even notice myself doing this like subconscious subconsciously project these insecurities that I'm like I don't want to be doing that but like sometimes I can't help it and a good example is even coming to LA this week and I had all these interviews set up and I remember thinking, like, something's going to happen. And I, like, get the – I let the negative get the best of me. And I was, like, at the end of the day, like, a lot of these people have bigger podcasts. Like, I have, like, 40 reviews on iTunes. Like, what's going to happen? And a lot of them, like, didn't work out or now they can't meet or this and that. And I was, like, I think that was me mm-hmm. putting it in the universe. So the universe is, like, well, you don't think you can meet with them? Mm-hmm. Well, then you're not going to meet with mm-hmm. them. And I was, like, I feel like that – people might be, like, no, it's just scheduling. It's a conflict. I'm, like, yes, but – the amount of people that couldn't end up meeting, I feel like was me questioning my own self being like, are you really worthy of like meeting with some of these people? Yeah. So, I mean, you can feel when you are just in vibe 
mm-hmm. you can feel when you're like, I'm meeting these people. Yeah. And it's not, it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. Right. And how you're feeling about yourself. Um, and it's weird. And so weird. It's hard to, to understand that we like aren't always going to be in that high vibe place mm-hmm. and not to beat ourselves up when we aren't. Um, because we're just not. And it, it brings me back to the manifesting too. Cause the whole reason I came out here was to interview all these people and most of them said yes. And I remember thinking, I already know when I go to LA, I'll have these people booked. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking exactly. like people won't answer. People will be like, what the hell is your podcast about? Like, I went in with the expectation, like, they're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I deserve them to be on. And all of them did say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, my God, now I have to go to L.A. because at least five people <laughs> said yes. Right. And then it's like then I got here and I got so scared of, like, my own potential being mm-hmm. like, what if something really great happens from these podcasts? What if something oh, comes of this? That's and what, then yeah. I was like, oh, you, you're you – shut that down. Like, my negative yeah. mind came over okay. and shut me down. So when it was just exciting and fun and, like – information and like light Mm -hmm. it was easy and then as soon as you were like but then what's going to happen yeah yeah um I I totally get it I try to make lists a lot that you know sometimes help sometimes don't but it's just like what I can take care of what the universe can take care of that's a good one (laughs) so just like you can take care of booking right fun interviews and then the universe can take care of if they're successful if they're not what happens like because if you worry about that, you'll sabotage the fuck out of yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what I did and didn't mean to. But mm-hmm. I'm like, now I'm changing my mindset to be like, it's fine. Most of them said it's fine. Like, we'll just do a Skype interview. They weren't like, no, I can't do it. Like, whatever. Talk to me later. Right. So I was like, keep thinking that. And then I'm assuming eventually something will happen where I need to come back to L.A. And I can just do it in person. But the fact that people yeah. are even giving me an hour of their time. Like, I should be grateful for that instead of being like, oh, I didn't get the in-person meeting. Right, right, right. I can be grateful for the things that have worked out. Yeah, that's what you should do. You should go into your little Megan gratefulness hour-long list, um, get back into it, and see what miracle pops up after. I'm so glad you brought up the grateful thing, too, because I had... I can't remember if I talked about this on my podcast. I feel like I have a mental breakdown every other month. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, like, par for the course when you're in your 20s and early 30s. And I... um. I was feeling so down like I went to therapy and I I remember I even remember thinking my therapist was judging me like that's a big thing I'm going through right now is like thinking people are judging me when in reality everyone I surround myself with is like you can do it you got it and so I'm like where's where are these negative stories in my head that I make Mm -hmm. up and so I just called my mom like bawling crying and I was like I don't know what it is like I have a great job I'm working out I have a cute little apartment I have really good friends like what is happening I was like I think you need to practice like two things like being grateful and selflessness and I was like oh that's not what I wanted to hear you're like, like boring yeah and I was like no <laughs> fuck you mom I know and I was like oh that's oh, I don't want to like sit down and do my grateful journal and then I was like you know what just do it and I have um the daily stoic journal by Ryan Holiday Ooh. and it's really have you heard of it no oh, but I love it. it so every week they give you a stoic a lesson in stoicism and it's about being like pretty much present and grateful and then you do a morning reflection and an evening reflection but I was finding out that I was like scrambling in the morning to get it done and then like so tired at night that I wasn't really doing it and I was like if you want to commit to doing this like you have to do it so I just changed it to do the morning reflection and then the night one do 10 things I'm grateful for and so I was like I made it work for me which I we can talk about too is like making Mm -hmm. things work for you um 
but I immediately wrote 10 things I'm grateful for. And it was silly things like how I always get a seat on the bus. Like I never have to stand. Exactly. Little things like that. Like I, I got to work on time like before I wanted, I got there early and I was like, I never get there early. Mm -hmm. So little things like that. Oh my gosh. The littlest. I think people think you need like, I'm grateful for my apartment downtown. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, but the baby things like if you're living, if you're 40 and living in a room with your parents, then say my pillow, that's like so soft. Exactly. And so I wrote all these things down and it was insane. The next day, all this stuff changed. Like all these people from work were like, yep, we want to move forward with that contract. Mm. Um, yep. You're approved to do this. You're good on it. And I was like, this is crazy. And I think it's because my mindset was being trained to be more present where I could notice all the good stuff happening where the opposite is true. If you notice something negative happening, then it's going to snowball and you're going to keep being more negative. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's exactly exactly how it is. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about other things that you manifested because you have insane stories. Like what are some of your, I don't know, top two or three favorite manifestation stories? Um, let me think top two or three manifesting stories. Um, I mean, I think this apartment counts as one of them. I right? think it counts. Uh, I uh, like so many are coming to me right now, and I'm like <laughs> so like, unable. I'm like, what do I choose? Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm gonna choose this one because it changed my whole life. Um, I am from Kansas. I was not allowed to have television, um, so I did not understand the entertainment industry at all. Like. I just, when, when I would see a movie, I just thought that like, that was kind of like a reality show. (laughs) Like like, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. I didn't know it was like, yeah. Actors. I I just didn't get it. Um, so when I moved up to LA, I went to my first stand up show and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Not that I could ever do it in my entire life. I was, like, so shy when I was little. I would crawl under my desk and oh my just gosh. pull my chair in and, like, uh-huh. hide. Because I would the teacher would call on me or something. Um, so I was like, oh, I can't. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. This story is so crazy. Um, I was like, I can't, but that would be really fun. And then I went to the library and got a book called There Are No Coincidences. That was the name of the book. So I was like, cool. And the whole purpose of the book is like every second, the way your cup is sitting there, the way this pillow is like, like everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. Okay. Like exactly how it's supposed to be. And so I'm sitting there reading this in the bathtub and a note falls out of the book that says the boys lie by like an artist. What? And I was like, oh my God. I stood up like dripping bubble bath stomped downstairs to where my boyfriend was sitting and was like you cheated on me because he had been um he was an actor and he'd been filming a show out of town and he I could see this man's heart beating through his t-shirt oh my god and we like he did no way yeah he He was like yeah that like I mean there was I was certain and so we like had this whole drama fight whatever and my friend was like I was like I'm leaving it was finally the push I needed to leave this stupid relationship and so my friend was like come live in my apartment for uh because I want to get rid of it come stay here for like four days and see if you like it so I was like fine I moved into her apartment and my friend Owen Benjamin um who has since completely lost his mind politically but I loved very much at the time uh 
was like, hey, do you want to go hiking? And I was like, sure, let's go hiking. I moved, though, so come mm-hmm. pick me up at this house. And he's like, oh, okay, why did you move? And I was like, because I, I just i am breaking up with beep guy's name. And he was like, oh, well, do you want to just live in my house? And so Owen was like an amazing stand-up. He still is. Um, and he had this beautiful West Hollywood house. And he was like, I'll give it to you for whatever you're paying um, there. And I was like, yeah. So I got to move in with this stand-up with like stand-up specials oh and my shit God. and um he taught me how to do stand-up and through that I met all of my friends and I pushed myself harder than I ever knew I could and like my life now is all because of that, that moment is wild it was really weird oh my gosh what is that book called again there um, are no coincidences I I'll look it up to make sure I'm saying it exactly right but it has like a picture of a clock Okay. On the front. Because I feel like I need to read that. It, it's kind of like, how far do you take it? You know, mm-hmm. because sometimes I go too far down the rabbit hole and I'm like, ah. Yeah. But uh, for the purpose of changing my life entirely, right. it, it worked. It yeah. made you, like, get out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and then here's another one. Um, I went to school to get my master's degree in psychology. And we have to get an internship mm-hmm. to get licensed. And it's very competitive. There's, like thousands of people after hundreds of jobs and it's you know it's just really hard Mm -hmm. so the same guy owen um he randomly emailed me one day and was just like hey my friend is looking for a roommate we had we didn't live any together anymore i lived by myself and i was like i kind of want a roommate so i went and looked at this girl's house and i loved it and i loved her never met her before in my life and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, trying to find my psychology internship by blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, my best friend hires people at the Southern California Counseling Center. She'll just hire you there. She hires the interns. And it was like the best, the best place you can train in LA. Oh so my God. it was so, and that's what happened. So do you think that, like, did this happen? And eventually you looked back and you're like, oh, that was all from like, positive mindsets thinking and not being so obsessed with one thing that I'm going to be heartbroken if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. or did, did all this stuff happen because you were being so conscious with your thoughts does that make sense uh-huh completely um looking back on it I can see that I had it's I was journaling about this last night <laughs> every time something like that happened I was willing to let go of something precious. Mm -hmm. I think of it as like holding the most beautiful diamond in the ocean and just letting it go. Mm -hmm. And I, every time I did that, something I loved so much, like the guy or whatever, the, the old roommate that I moved here, you know, um, when I'm really brave and I'm like, I'm stepping into the unknown and I'm trusting something happens happens like it always works like that always happens do you ever fear change yes like is that what do you think one of the blocks you think you might have oh yeah that's what I think my biggest one I've this is again from like deep introspection being like why do I feel stuck it's like oh because I'm scared of changing because I'm scared if I change I'm gonna lose my friends or Mm -hmm. people are gonna look at me differently and this is like little things this is like oh I want to stop drinking for a month am I gonna lose friends because like yeah now they're like well she's boring she doesn't want to be social and I guess we're just not gonna hang out with her anymore to things like oh what if I one day I'm like I don't want to do that I want to go on a yoga retreat in Bali are people gonna be like whoa she's woo woo now like Mm -hmm. all these things that I'm like why does it matter though like this is my life 
if I want to go on a yoga retreat in Bali and stop drinking, okay. Yeah, like, yeah I think um, also, like, living in L.A. takes away that completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because if you're like, I'm stopping drinking and going to a Bali retreat. Everyone's like, great, everyone's I just like, did that. Cool, yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, like, I'm doing um, it. But it is, it is hard to feel weird when you don't live in the city and yeah. you like this stuff. Well, when you're in your, like, confines of everyday re- mm-hmm. um, routine, yeah, like, it's weird to break that routine and be like, I want to do something different because I'm so used to this routine that's been fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it that it's weird to want something more. And I think that's something I struggle with is feeling guilty. Like, it's not like I want more um, monetarily. I want more out of, like, me. Yeah. And so I'm, sometimes I start to feel guilty that I feel like I don't deserve that or I'm trying to articulate this yeah I'm I'm loving your my brain is like how do I articulate this sometimes I feel like if I were my highest self that that is like not worth that that can't happen and it's like arrogant or conceited to be at your highest self Mm -hmm. like that's something I'm working with right now Mm -hmm. like if I have like the best mindset about my life and my body and this and that and career that I'm gonna be like conceited and I'm like, yeah. why is that a thought? Well, I mean, I'm not, like, religious or anything, but even that verse in the Bible that everybody always quotes, it's like, let your light shine, do not hide it under a bushel. Like, this has been a problem for people since the beginning right. of time because when you shine, when you're bringing that innocence and beauty and true soul to the world, not only, I think, yes, it's it's sometimes like, oh, that could be conceited, but... Truly, it's just the universe expressing itself through you. It has nothing to do with you. So right. um, it's not your, like, grandness or anything. I think it's it's really that other people want to destroy you mm-hmm. when you're coming from that place because that's the way the world works. Um, so it's really scary. Yeah. And you have to be really kind to yourself when you're trying to get there because your brain is trying to protect you mm-hmm. so much. And, like... People aren't going to like you. You see what happens in celebrity culture when you reach, like, a certain right. place. Like, they, they try to tear you down. You could mm-hmm. see that Jennifer Lawrence was, like, in the fucking vortex. Right. That bitch was glowing. Yes. She was, like, <laughs> like just churning out good work and, like, her highest self-work right. and, and whatever. Like, 27. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you could just kind of see the, like... It kind of started to dim, and people were like releasing new photographs of her and embarrassing her and saying she's annoying. annoying. Mm -hmm. And like, she is a little bit annoying, but whatever, like, it it got to her. Yeah. And um, we're all scared of that. Yeah. And I think also now I'm like learning, I think I got this from one of your podcasts. Someone said, like, the most spiritual thing you can do is like not talk shit. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like, it's so obvious. Mm -hmm. But when I actually like, did kind of a self-evaluation realizing like how much I talk shit every day about dumb things mm-hmm. like oh, how did this guy mess up that email or this and that and then I'm like wow that is like on my mind way too much yeah and sometimes I think when you are saying like that person's annoying I don't know if you agree with this or not that there's something in them that you don't like about yourself oh for sure and I'm like when I heard that too I was like I, that's kind of true like why do I think this girl is so annoying oh well Mm-hmm. she has like all these qualities that I don't have or like there's something about her that I see in me that I don't like mm-hmm. it's not I don't know if that's always the case like sometimes people are just annoying yes <laughs> like, <laughs> totally there's is. just some people that are like wow you're not my Mary yeah. you're just super annoying exactly yeah um completely if somebody's 
irking you in deep ways, it's obviously your shadow self. And, like, that's hard to, to reconcile with. But our shadow holds, like, all of our creative power. So when you notice somebody's driving you fucking crazy, go take some notes on that shit and see what aspects of you you're denying. Mm -hmm. Because, like, probably 70% of your power is stuck down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about that, the subconscious, because what was, maybe it was the episode of the Alyssa Rand. Mm. Um, oh my gosh, you are so, you are like, your memory is amazing. I have, I have a really good memory. I have a really Jeez. photographic memory. Yes. Um, but Alyssa Rand, and you guys were talking about, I can't remember if it was hers now that I'm saying this though, but about your subconscious and how, what is it? Like it holds all the power to, and now I'm blanking on the term that I need mm. to be saying. Um, like, well, let's just talk about like, People, I think, ignore their subconscious because, like, it's not my actual conscious. Right. So, people say this all the time, and you're like, okay, but they're like, we're 95% unconscious, subconscious, and you're like, right, got it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you are 95% unconscious. For real. That's insane. it is so, you're a computer that got programmed, and how you're sitting right now listening to this podcast where you have your hands if you're sitting straight, whatever, like that's your program. Mm -hmm. That's your unconscious, how you're breathing, all of it. And to go in there, I'm really, I I always thought hypnotism was such bullshit, but now I'm a true believer in it. Can Um, we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I told the story on superficial magic. So apologies if anybody has listened to my podcast and heard it before, but, um, my friend Kenna came over and did a hypnosis on me and basically just you know you're not like you're just relaxed Mm -hmm. you're just like sleepy which is my natural state anyway so it's very easy to get me there (laughs) like always (laughs) yeah I'm always hypnotized I'm very influential or easily influenced yes um so she came over and she was like oh we're gonna do like a hypnotism and we're gonna walk back to something that was painful for you and just be relaxed and remember it and I did and it was horrible and then have all those people in that memory my memory was being a really shy little girl and walking across the street and there was this birthday party going on and I saw it from my window and I was like oh I want to go and so I was walking across the street and somebody said oh no Megan's coming and everyone was like oh oh my god people are kids are so they're so mean and I was like hi guys just looking to see if you guys are doing okay all right looks good bye and like turned around and oh walked home and was like ah. so sad. it was so sad but you know it's fine um you're like look at my apartment bitch. yeah <laughs> but look at me now <laughs> um but I went back and just made I, I had everybody give me what I needed which was like oh my gosh you're here like yay blah 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 um, I, I like remembered it differently. You reprogrammed that yeah, memory. I, I re, I re, uh, gave a story to my unconscious mm-hmm. of like, it could be like this, you know, yeah. because it's only alive in your story. It's, and it's not happening right. at all. So, um, I thought that was really interesting and something kind of clicked inwardly with me. I felt kind of a, like, uh, like a, a, a click, like a release or something. And yeah she left and the tv was on in my living room do you remember the story yes so weird it is really crazy i get like chills sometimes when you say it it's so weird so she left and the tv was on in our living room this is when i lived with my roommate and um 
the TV was never on. I don't know why it was on. I was like, oh, I need to turn it off. But I was just sitting there, laying there, and I was like, I have to change my story. I have to change my story because my story is so, like, being rejected and being blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I want to change my story. I want to change my story, and I think I can do it. And then on the TV, I just hear, I, we should find the clip because I have it saved on here. It's like, I can do whatever I want. I can be whoever I want. And Megan, which is my name, and Megan, if you just change your story, you can do anything in this world. I shot out of bed like a hot tamale. Out of like someone's Yeah, I called Kenan. I was like, I just heard a commercial and it was like, Megan, it said Megan and change your story and you can be all powerful. And she was like, I think you were dreaming, but that's like still so dope, whatever. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, stay on the phone. I'm going to like rewind it. And it was a commercial for some, I think the show was called The Arrangement. And it's just this woman whose name is Megan talk, like their promo for it was just this woman named Megan talking to a big group of people about how she's going to change her story and like she can do anything and referring to herself as Megan. And I was just like, ah, so, um, you know, since that time I have my vision board that I showed you a moment ago and it says in big letters, change your story. And I'm trying and we're all trying, but it is really, really a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I think a lot of people don't want to go there because they're scared of the emotions that are Mm -hmm. probably going to pop up dealing with that. And they're like, I'd rather just sweep it under the rug and Mm -hmm. sweep it under the rug. And I think that's when you start seeing people in their adulthood that like, this is why I think people are getting divorced more, like so scared to get married because they haven't dealt with shit from their past. They've been very like surface level their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, why are you so insecure about this? And why do you project this? And I don't know, just whatever that pissed me off. And it's like, no, like there's something deeper that you don't want to deal yeah. with. Like, yeah. and it's so true what you say about reprogramming your story. Cause I went through the same thing with, um, my breakup last year, my ex started immediately dating someone like a month later. Oh, perfect. And I was like, Oh, and I turned it all into me. Like, Oh, I probably like, he must've already forgotten about me and our mm. memories didn't mean anything. And da da da. Like this whole story where like I was the loser in it. Mm-hmm. Not that I even want to make a breakup, like a winner or a loser situation, but like I was the one that was being defeated. Mm-hmm. And I went to my therapist and she noticed, cause I, like I said, I'm going for a while now. She's like, do you notice with every story you tell in your own head, you're always losing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh man, I, I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. I was being, like, negative about it, but, like, I'm always losing or I'm not getting the deal. But then it's weird because I do have this really other side of me that's so positive that I do manifest a lot of stuff. So yeah. I'm like, what? Why can't it be one extreme versus the other? Like, it's crazy that it my mind does go to such a negative space, but when in, but when in reality, like, I'm generally very positive and a lot of stuff yeah. does happen good to me. I'm like, how, Just why does that Just imagine how much more would be happening for us if we were also like telling a different story right yeah um yeah it's crazy and that's what chris medina said yesterday he kind of did like a mini reading on air and he's like what i'm seeing is a sunrise like you're a sun that needs to be up here and you're just right like you won't let yourself actually Mm. rise you just stay at this like horizon and i was like that's actually really crazy because that is how i've been feeling and that is something i just talked to my therapist about was like you have the potential to do something great, but for some reason you, like, think you're not worthy of it or, like, you shouldn't be deserving of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I guess I do feel that way. Like, what are your thoughts on people that... Because I used to... This goes back to the being conceited thing. I was like, I feel like if I go into the world saying I deserve everything, 
that I'm being like a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on when people say you need to go with the mindset of like you're deserving of it? Yeah, I mean, I struggle with it a lot, and so that's been part of this journey that's been really hard for me is that I'm not there mm-hmm. yet, you know. So I want, and I feel a lot of. I don't want to say pressure because that sounds negative, but just such a deep like drive within me because I want to be there so badly because I love my listeners so much and I want to like tell them, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know yet. And there is this really human like lack consciousness and all of us that's just like some kid doesn't have water today mm-hmm. and I'm saying I want to sell a New York Times bestseller. Like, yeah. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know you have to like get out that's thinking in fear mm-hmm. and the the answer isn't so you shouldn't have water either you know the yeah. answer is so you should sell a million bazillion books and everyone should have water like we have to just right. bring everybody up yeah um so conceited uh, no but I think just um comparing it to other people and being like I can't have this when people don't have this mm-hmm. or who am I to have this when other people don't have blah? And it's like, don't think of it that way. Yeah, because that's something I think people do a lot. Like, even talking about breakups right now, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, my breakup wasn't that bad. This girl's boyfriend, like, hit her and pushed her out of a car. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how could I compare? But I'm like, that's not my reality. Mm-hmm. So why would I make that reality my reality? It's mm-hmm. not my story to take on. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning, like, to not take on other people's energies And that's something I want to talk about. How have you been able to stay positive and manifest these things? Like, I'm sure you probably were hanging out with a group of people at some point that you're like, this is bringing my energy Mm -hmm. down. Like, I've noticed that in the past few years. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, that's such a low vibe thing Mm -hmm. to be doing. Like, how do you keep it up? Well, there's this, um, I'm not sure if this is exactly answering your question. So maybe rephrase it when I say this, but, (laughs) um, I think this will also add to the conversation. There's this manifestation teacher in um, LA called Lacey Phillips. Have you heard of her at Mm -hmm. all? She has this really interesting um, concept called expanders or being around people who expand your subconscious to be like, oh shit, I could do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because your subconscious is stuck in a box and until it sees somebody that it relates to doing what it wants it doesn't see that it's possible for itself yeah so I oddly had an experience that I think changed everything when I was little of being my parents being family friends and me being friends with a little girl who became a movie star and I think that subconsciously like really expanded my subconscious mm-hmm. of like what's possible yeah because because that was just a family friend right like she I was, wasn't a yeah, child ex- actress i'm assuming well she kind of was but, but it the was fact that you even were in the realm of exactly her. so i and i don't know we lived in connecticut at this time and so we'd go to new york a lot and then we moved back to kansas and that's where i lived so i don't know if for two years in my little bitty years mm-hmm. if i hadn't been going to New York and watching this girl become a huge movie star had, would I be like, uh, that's like, I want to live an exciting life too. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that not saying that if you didn't grow up like that, you can't do it. Just find that person now, like find people who are doing something that excites you Mm -hmm. and 
moves you in that direction because I, I don't know what I would have been like without yeah. that expander. No, that makes sense. It, it It's more than just surrounding yourself with like-minded people because that can be hard too because sometimes you're like, well, I've had this friend for 10 years. What am I going to like, not be friends with right. this person anymore? Even just because I like feel like I'm going on a path that I'm that I'm trying to like progress in. Right. Um, so it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people, but then I like to do that too is like look at someone and be like, I guess not idolize them, but in a way be like, that's the life I want. Mm-hmm. Why, what is, what did they do to get there that I have, ex- I can do it too. Like, yeah. yeah, they might have resources, but at some point they didn't have those resources. Right. They didn't just fall on their lap. So Lacey Phillips, props to her, would say like, ask one of those people to be your mentor. And mm-hmm. she also says, make sure that they are not people that are like, don't choose somebody that's like, you know, six foot four supermodel and if you want to be a model yeah that's a really bad example hold on (laughs) because that's stupid and you could be a model um let me think uh if if you want to be a writer I'm talking about me my mentor isn't going to be like some 70-year-old war veteran who's written a ton of bestsellers and who, like, drinks whiskey and whatever. I'm like, yeah. I have nothing in common with you. Writing yeah. does not... I, it's It belongs to you, not me. But if I meet some girl who's just like, I don't know, I, like, wrote a book, which mm-hmm. there's millions yeah, of them. Tons of people. I'm like, oh, my God, what? Sorry? Yeah. And then my subconscious is like, I can do that and talk to those people and be like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? And give your subconscious directions of, like, go this way, go that way. You know, like, mm-hmm. I want this, I want that. Um, and those are huge clicks, too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that when that happens, when you're like, you're, like, the same person as me, mm-hmm. but somehow you've, like, elevated your life. Yeah. And why can't I do that? Yeah. I noticed too, like, I, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm an expander. Because when I moved into this apartment, all of my friends moved. They all saw me who was like, they, they're they like, she's no richer than me or like right. do, doing better. Like, yeah. or they're like, I want my own apartment and everybody is moving. Um, and like upgrading apartments. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I I love when that stuff happens too when things like flow freely. I think this is kind of what we were talking about earlier with not being so obsessed where if it there's not one path to get there. Right. I think people get a lot get really hung up on that and like I really try to like tell people within my work circle like okay just think positively and it will happen and they're like I think they think I'm like insane sometimes like oh well, I asked the universe and I didn't get a million dollars so it must not right, be working. Right. like that's not yeah that's not what it is this isn't like a genie in a bottle Mm -hmm. thing like Mm -hmm. I asked for my three miracles and they plop on my lap it's literally like no I want to here's an example come to LA and record with podcast hosts that I listen to all the time I wasn't like oh uh DM them let's see what happens well I was just like I'm I know we kind of talked about this like I know they're gonna say yes Mm -hmm. I know they're gonna answer and if they don't answer it's not taking it personally. It's not like they looked at my Instagram and were like, no, I'm not going on her <laughs> podcast. And so I was like, if I let it flow freely, things come to me more often. And here's a good example with money. I was so, I've been so tight on money because I just moved unexpectedly. My landlord, my lease was up and he was like, I'm actually going to sell the condo. And I was like, I didn't, wasn't expecting that cost at all. No. Like movers, finding it's a new place, so security deposits. And I was like, I really don't know how I'm going to 
afford this and I just booked a trip to Croatia and I was like do I think I'm a millionaire like <laughs> I, I can't do this and I remember thinking like it's fine you're gonna money will come to you which is nothing that like I really ever thought about earlier I go to look at my new apartment that I've really liked like I've toured it three times already and I was like I want to live in that building like I've always known if eventually I'll, I'll live there if I need to move well live there they go I didn't even I wasn't even going there negotiating or anything I was just like yeah this is cute like what are the like terms or whatever and they're like um we're, we're actually gonna give you second month free rent and I was like what I was like there's a catch here like I have to do something or upgrade my apartment and they're like no June rent is free like you don't have to pay rent on, in June and I was like okay again I wasn't going in like hardball yeah like, exactly negotiate, and I was like okay well that will help because that's a, a month of rent that I don't have to pay wow. then um my security deposit comes back like totally like uh, my security deposit was the same amount as my rent and so I was basically making double wow and then it gets crazier then this lady buzzes my apartment so I have this screen that you have to um check in like you buzz you can buzz people in that way but it shows their face and I had had this issue with my apartment so I thought it was like a maintenance person but then I was like it doesn't look like I the maintenance people are guys right it's just like ladies so I was like this is so weird and they she left a message this this check-in screen is like actually really advanced you can like leave messages and like video calls and stuff whoa it's so weird and so I was like I usually don't call people back but something was like call her back and I call her back and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were maintenance. And she's like, no, I'm with this survey company. And I was like, oh, I'm about to hang up. But then she said something like, um, you know, we'll pay you for the surveys. And I was like, oh, but I'm assuming I have to like go to the suburbs to do the survey. Yeah, or it's exactly. like, you know, a, a retreat that I have to go. Like, I, I don't even know what I was thinking. She literally, we met at a coffee shop. I looked at an iPad, hit a few questions, $50 on the spot. Then gave me a $5 Subway gift card just because I agreed to distribute the Ugh. surveys. And then she's like, if you do this pamphlet, we'll give you another $75. And I was like, okay, so in a matter of literally two weeks, I don't have to pay rent. I got my security deposit back. I made 75 plus 50, whatever that is. And then there was something, oh. And then you get to go to Subway. And then Subway. And there was one more. We get, because of June, how June is structured, we get paid three times. So I get three paychecks in June. And I get a commission check. Like, I haven't been doing that well at work. And my commission, my client finally <laughs> paid. And I get a commission check in the month of June. And you I was were like, like balling. I was like, oh my God, I'm new. Except now I like have a low balance alert because I spend all my money. Well, okay, but yes. That yes. was like, I was like, if none of that happened, I would have been in such a bind that I would have had to like call my parents to Venmo mm-hmm. me. And I, I hate asking so for money. So embarrassing, I know. Hate, especially because I have a, like, a real job. <laughs> but I was like... <laughs> I remember thinking, like, I expect that I'll be fine and money will come to me. I know. And it's just, like, that that energy is so clutch. And sometimes you just can't make yourself be in it. And it's really frustrating. But um, when you are in it, milk the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I get scared when I'm in that energy and I'm like, I almost want to take a nap and, like, not waste it. Yeah. And it's like, no, the universe is infinite. Yeah. Go. Start, like, like you're not going like to use up middle. all your luck. Yeah, you're not going to use up all your miracles. Or you're, like, yeah. So when you're in the energy, just go, 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 go. And when you're not, be gentle, you know, work out, eat healthy. Yeah. Don't hate yourself. 
oh my god that was when I was in the energy that's when I started like DMing people about the podcast yeah, and then like of course all these things started happening and then yeah. I was like oh my god I'm scared too much is happening at once mm-hmm. I felt like a turtle I was like oh, I gotta go back in my shell yeah. like this is too good I'm gonna fuck it up yeah. something's gonna happen yeah like I have like, to be why? prepared almost. yeah I have to be prepared before all this happens yeah, yeah. so just almost trying you, you know you couldn't because you don't live here but almost just trying to get everything out as quickly as possible mm-hmm. without before you can start thinking about it and like yeah. fucking it up by yeah thinking your human mind is the one doing any of it yeah when it's not it's literally like we have trillions of cells doing miracles all the time yeah like just let that come through you and stop thinking you're in charge yeah that and like you said be gentle because that was another thing I struggled with is like beating myself up and oh my god even my COO one time we sat down for a meeting when I was a manager it was like a quick 10 minute meeting and by then he's like I just want you to work on, like, not beating yourself up. And I was like, wow, the fact that my COO on a quick meeting said that is pretty eye-opening. Because the fact that he could read that energy, I was like, I need to be way kinder to myself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that goes back to being like, oh, but if I'm kind to myself, then I'm not going to be relatable or people aren't going to... Like, it's just weird narratives that I create in my head. Mm -hmm. But I think the gratitude journals and things like that help. But what are other things that you do to get out of, like, a negative headspace? Ooh. Um, I mean, definitely, definitely uh, staying busy, which is, like, an unconscious answer, I know, Mm -hmm. because I want to be like, meditate, but... If, you know, if we weren't talking right now, I'd be really bummed about this guy thing. Mm Because I I did really like him. Um, But I'm not thinking about it because I'm talking to you. (laughs) And, like, sometimes staying busy is just the thing to do. Yeah. To not dwell on it. Um, Right. Or just do something so fun. Go get a thing of ice cream or, like, frozen yogurt. Put a bunch of shitty toppings on it. And, like go watch Dumb and Dumber with your best friend. I, I Like, it doesn't... We live in a culture, and this is so obvious, but that just makes us think that we have to go, 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 and always mm-hmm. be productive, and has no reverence for the fact that if you don't take a break from that and, like, reconnect to yourself, you're really not going anywhere. You're just mm-hmm. spinning your wheels. Um, yeah. So you have to do both. You know, stay busy. Also... It's such a paradox. Stay busy, but then take time and like blah, blah, blah. Take time for yourself to like Mm -hmm. disconnect from everything. Yeah. I always ask myself like, what do you need to do? Mm -hmm. Um, What's like the most loving thing I can do? Yeah. Yeah. Which is good because to your point of like, go, go, go. Especially me who has a corporate job. I feel like sometimes I have to use my weekends to either do like the funnest things possible or Mm. like the most productive things possible. Yes. Like I have to grocery shop, meal prep, workout, laundry, um, there's some days where I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I want to sit and watch six hours of, like, MTV. Yes. And that's fine. Like, I used to beat myself up being like, oh, my God, you're wasting your life, which, I don't know, maybe people could argue I was <laughs> wasting my life that day. But, like, I wouldn't have been happy running around doing all no, these things. No, like, but I also think that, like, remember how much easier it used to be to manifest when you were little? Oh, my God, yeah. I think it's because we had these, like, chunks of time where we were just not doing anything Mm -hmm. and we weren't upset about it and your imagination is just like running and like you're experiencing like higher you know like you have no one telling you no that's not right that's not the right way you're just like kind of in your own very like Mm free-spirited yeah so yeah you don't want to spend your life sitting on your couch watching netflix every day all day right but 
there's nothing wrong with doing it for a day. Yeah. It's like, I remember thinking that day, like, wow, I'm like, I'm so lazy. Like, oh, what are you doing? But mm. I'm like, you just worked 40 hour a yeah. week. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. if this is how you want to spend your 48 hour weekend, who cares? Like, yeah. I have no boyfriend or pet or anything to worry about. Like, exactly. that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. It's, it's wild that society makes you think if you're not doing one thing this way then you're wrong mm-hmm. um and I want to ask you about like even with podcasting like were there times where you're like I can't do this like this isn't for me or yes. why am I out here in LA like I guess some struggles that you face that you've overcome from like just changing your mindset a little bit yeah um I mean the, I think everybody in LA is constantly worried somebody's going to be like you're a sham get out and like mm-hmm. send them home um and I certainly have that too. Um, I just do not give myself enough time to think mm-hmm. because if I do, I will completely self-sabotage and yeah. spiral. And I'm just like, put your head down, close your eyes and like go. Yeah. Otherwise it all goes to shit for me. Yeah. So that's my like my technique I mm-hmm. wish it was different I mean that's, <laughs> I, sometimes it is like literally kicking the thought out of your head yeah I'm just like well I mean this podcast might be horrible not this one we're doing the one like if I'm going to one and I'm like this might be bad mm-hmm. of my own I'm like uh okay great yeah uh what else, what's your other option like there isn't one anymore mm-hmm. so just close your eyes and like jump in the pool and yeah see if I mean, you drown <laughs> yeah it's like if you're gonna think negative then you're gonna act negatively and then present yourself negatively like that's true with even like work I I feel like I was like bombing these calls and I was like it's because of my own confidence it's mm-hmm. not because the other person is like calling me out or being like you don't know what you're talking about. that's never even happened on a call and I'm just like and now I'm like I'm going in like I'm the expert I know what I'm talking about yeah. I'm smart. Yeah. And now my calls have been, like, amazing just because I've changed my mindset. I'm like, it is wild that it was just, like, a thought pattern that I had to think about. But it really is so true. And I think people are like, oh, well, you're just, again, you're lucky or what? Right. And it's like... Our unconscious minds are so, so wild. They are powerful. so powerful. And if you're holding, like, an unconscious belief about yourself that you're not worthy of something, everyone around you unconsciously knows it and will poke at it. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that they're doing it. And yep. Like, you will just, if you have a wound in your psyche, you'll be like, why the fuck is everyone always, like, poking at Yeah. And it's just the way the universe operates. And I, I think it's so that we can be like, oh, I should heal this. Yeah. It's the, the universe, I feel like, is always testing us to teach us lessons. Yes, God, it's so annoying. And now I'm like, like oh, stop, stop sending this boy back into my life mm-hmm. for this same cycle of guys. Uh, like, and I that happened recently that I was out and I saw this guy that I like kissed four years ago. I haven't ever, Chicago's huge, like I've never seen him and we're, I look over and he's right next to me at the bar and it was like, uh, uh, what? Like, uh, why are you why? here? Like, what's happening? And then the next week, I see this guy that we ended, like, really badly. Like, we just never talked again. I'm at a street festival in Chicago. There's thousands of people. Oh, there's no. tents. There's all this stuff. I'm leaving to You're go like, to Newburgh. You're like, there's tents here. Come there's on. There's tents. You can hide. Like, and then I just, like, <laughs> I'm looking down. And I look up, and I make eye contact with him. And I was like, how? How is this possible? There's thousands of people at this street Shit. fest. And I just, like, zoom the other way. But I was like, why? I don't know if the universe is like, I'm going to send some people back and see what oh, you're going to do. the little wily coyote universe. I wish life was just, like, being human and just avoiding pain and, like, 
whatever. Yeah. But it's like our soul is in there and involved and we're like learning karmic lessons and mm-hmm. it's it's like a real journey. It really is. So um it's gonna test the fuck out of you and it's gonna push you to the edge and it's gonna like make you go there. It really is gonna make you go there. It's trying us all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh don't do this yeah. to me but I'm like it's showing me like do you want to go down this path that you went down yeah. before and do you, or are you gonna like learn what you've learned and mm-hmm. apply it yeah I actually this guy that I've been talking to just making sure I I'm not recording once more <laughs> <laughs> um he reminded me a lot of the guy I broke up with uh like in April mm-hmm. uh and not broke up with we were just like lightly dating too but I was like I need to get the fuck away from you and this had been going on us off and on for like years and I was like no 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 then this guy pops up as my test obviously Mm because he's just like the other one only a little bit better but still lacking emotional connection etc and instead of passing the test and being like no I was like okay let's do it you're so cute and I got my car hit um like, the beginning of the year, January. It was such a pain in the ass to get this thing fixed. Like, the girl who hit it and I could not get it together. Like, our insurance companies, whatever. My car was in the shop for a month. They had to replace my bumper. It's an Audi. It, like, takes forever. Oh it was so expensive for her. It was her fault. I was like, oh, my God. And I had, I finally got it back. And Sunday, so three days ago, two days ago, I was like, I'm going to go take my car to get washed. And I, I just, it's back, it's new, I'm going to vacuum it out. And yeah. Like, okay. Refreshing. So I'm driving down Sunset, and somebody pulls in front of me, and I fucking hit them. No. The whole oh my thing God. is over. Like, and I was like, what the hell? Like, how can this even make a lick of sense? And then that night I got home, and I, like, drew a universe card because I'm a dork and the dork the the card was like um you're repeating a mistake that you've already learned the lesson of and I was like cool so I know where the thing is going with this guy Mm -hmm. I want to keep going down it again but you're just gonna lose so many months and crush your bumper and like stop it's gonna keep like there's no magical thing that overnight he's gonna be like I think I want to marry you. Yeah. Oh like, my god, let's get married. Yeah, like you know what? I had I had a fun dream, and now I'm ready yeah, to jump in and it. be committed and like give mm-hmm. you all my love. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And we, I think girls think that a lot. Like, oh, he'll change one day, or like, oh god. And I think that's that comes a lot from like maybe this is for me like watching award shows and you always see the guy like and finally I have to thank the woman who's been there my whole life who made me the man I am today my wife Mm -hmm. and like yes they're giving them praise which is amazing but I think girls take on this responsibility that they have to like change the guy and they need to be the reason I know it drives me insane this is what I learned like two years ago I'm like you cannot change someone unless they want to change themselves absolutely and like I just want to be attracted to somebody so this is why I'm trying to do work on myself attracted to somebody who's open and like ready mm-hmm. and who's into every single guy I ever like is like the universe isn't real like god isn't real like blah, blah, blah. and i'm like i'm so bored i can't yeah, live my like, life okay so our whole life is gonna be like a surface level conversation. yeah and like so you just don't care about quantum physics or like anything interesting yeah. that is going on in the planet right now like because you have to be 
you have to uphold this like male energy yeah. like I like sports mm-hmm. and drinking and mm-hmm. exercising like that that's yeah. the light what I want for the rest of my life right and I want it to be both you know I want them to have a male energy right. obviously but then I want them to be able to be like this is so fucking weird like what are are we in a matrix are we in the yeah. like I want to have interesting conversations so I have not been able to create that for myself yet yet recently mm-hmm. something happened and I like went off the deep end with creating bad guys or not bad guys but just not but, ready guys yeah because not I'm things. not I'm not ready and so I'm I'm gonna dig deep on my shit because yeah well sometimes I think this goes back to kind of like blaming ourselves because I I started calling myself good luck Chels instead of good luck Chuck because every guy that I dated literally the next girl they dated they like oh my gosh happened with my ex my other ex like immediately met this girl and I was like "Mm, whatever she's not even from the country I was like they're not like that's not gonna be anything married with a kid I love it's like mean girl she doesn't even go here yeah I was like she's not gonna gonna last (laughs) married um engaged dated now I mean had a baby then the next guy I dated in this is like two summers ago we were dating like hitting it off he was very like different from the guys I usually date and I was like oh finally like intelligent and older and has a good job and very interesting conversations and we it was kind of this thing I think I was too young he was like eight years older than me he was when mm. I was 24 and I do feel like I was in like bottomless brunch mm-hmm. like woo and he was like I'm not really into that right now <laughs> and so I was like whatever we're not a fit I, literally a week later he's dating this girl they're now engaged they have a dog together and I was like what the hell is happening like but then I was talking to my therapist about it and she's like the same way you think that these guys are just like moving on from you and whatever they might sense that you don't really want to be committed yeah. and married and so they're like well you don't want that so why would I keep talking yeah. to you yeah and that really refrained. I was like oh he probably was sensing like I'm really independent I'm not mm-hmm. ready to settle down and he's like I am ready to settle down like I'm 34 right. I want to yeah. like and so I start I had to like stop blaming myself like oh well it was just me and it's like mm. I mean in a way it was me because of my intentions like but it was maybe with my ex too where he was like, yeah, I'm ready to settle down and start a family. And you want to, like, go run around wild in Chicago. Like, that's not what I want. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to realize, like, you're two different puzzle pieces. Yeah. My mom always says, you can be two perfect people, but you're not perfect together. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all so insane. The universe is constantly teaching us lessons. And it's our job to realize that it is a lesson. Like, sometimes mm. I think we're like, why is this happening to me again and again? And it's like, Hey, oh, it's a lesson, bitch. Hello. Yeah. Like, wake up. Yeah. Or, you're not passing. Yeah. Uh, get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think women are super, and I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm adding to the story by saying this now, but I think we're comfortable being victims, more comfortable being victims than like perpetuators mm-hmm. of, um, pain. So, in this situation, this guy and the last guy, there's somebody I meet and I'm like, I don't really like them, mm-hmm. but they like me. And I feel bad being like, I don't know, yeah, like, no, let's be friends. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hurt their feelings like that. Yeah. So I'll like go, I don't know why, I'll like go on another date with them and then I'll get sucked in. Yeah, and you're like, and, and then yeah I'm like okay so my lesson is obviously just when you're not feeling something just be like yeah no I mean you're great it's not for me yeah um and move on with it because otherwise I get sucked into like year-long relationships They're with like, somebody I don't even want to be yeah. with <laughs> like why am I here so dumb <laughs> that's so true and that's something that I learned from another podcast and I was like I don't owe these guys anything I just met you like yeah. you're not my boyfriend you're not even 
you're not even my friend. Yeah. And so I remember this guy asked me out, and I remember being like, oh, I really don't want to go on a date. And I said yes. And then yeah. the date was coming up, and I remember being like, this is not how I want to spend my Friday. I'm, like, not even really that attracted to him. I'm just – I wasn't even a, in a headspace to date. Like, I was just like, I don't want to do that. And so I just said, like, you know, it was really great meeting you, but I don't – I'm just, like, not interested in dating right now. I don't want to go out Friday. And he was like, okay, it was great. Nice to meet you too. And I was like – I thought he was going to be like – bitch why yeah, you can't sleep right. deep blah, blah. and sometimes I mean, they are I mean eventually like you could tell his ego got the best of him a little bit later cause then he's like can I just ask why you cancelled and I was like no I'm not gonna we're, we don't need to justify why I don't wanna like hang out with you but I was like wow that was a weight off my shoulder that I didn't have to go on the date and then be like sorry I just wasn't feeling you on the date I was like I already know yes I mean maybe that was like a uh, while I was putting up too, but I'm like, I really was not ready to go on dates at that point. Yeah. So why would I put myself through it? And it's okay to set boundaries and be like, no, 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 thank you. I just said, yeah. Thanks. I want to end on things that we can do in our everyday lives. We talked a little bit about like gratitude journals and changing your mindset, but you touched on vision boards. So can you explain mm. to people, anyone that's not familiar with vision boards and also you have a Facebook group called the yes. Superficial Magic Vibrators. Vibrators. Yes, please come join the Superficial Magic Vibrators. Um, so vision boarding is so fun. You get a bunch of magazines and a piece of poster board, and you cut out every picture that speaks to you. It doesn't have to make any sense. Um, and you just glue it on your little board, and it kind of... Um, it's it's mostly just fun a Mm -hmm. and b it gives you like a look when you're done at like oh this is kind of what i I, i'm aiming towards Mm -hmm. and then um i've been reading a lot i've been reading a lot of stuff lately saying that like also make um like a list so besides just a vision board make a list of all the aspects you want and what you're calling into being so Mm -hmm. like uh if it's a guy, I want this, 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 this. Yeah. And uh, that gives your your subconscious even more direction. Um, it gets it more clear. So the vision board is just kind of like a cool look at stuff that interests you. Yeah. And the I guess list. it's like your goals on yeah. literally visualized yeah. instead of just in your own head. Yeah. And the list is kind of prompts for your subconscious to be like, cool, I can, I can figure, I can, I can do that. I can yeah. do that. And like once you have a goal the universe can bring it to you so quickly i went to a comedy show and i was like i wish i could do stand-up that's impossible i've never even fucking been to one before like a stand-up show and three weeks later i have an amazing stand-up like okay you're gonna like let's do it and it's just like like, uh here i am yeah um so it, it can go really quickly and I was going to ask if you had spe- have had specific vision boards where, like, most of it has come to fruition. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I think that's what people get caught up into. Like, well, I can't put, like, a mansion on there that I want to move to Australia or, like, mm. these are too crazy. And it's, like, no, I've heard and seen mm-hmm. people do it that, again, it, they didn't, they weren't millionaires or billionaires. Like, yep. something just happened and you just spoke about this with your apartment. Like, yeah. There was a five-year wait list, and you got around it. Yep. And I want to, I want people to realize, like, you can ask for things, and you should think you should deserve them. Like, that's my mom. My mom is really good at advice. I'm trying to get her on, like, a monthly segment, because she's oh, so I amazing. Oh, I can't wait to listen. Oh, my God. And she was like, I don't know why you think you don't deserve things. Like, I go shopping all the time, and I was like, I deserve this shirt. I deserve it. And I was like, 
I wish I had that confidence yeah. to be like, I deserve everything. And yeah. so I'm trying to change my mind to be like, yeah, I do deserve this. I do deserve to have a promotion. I do deserve to live where I want to live. Like, yeah, I think like, like proving that you're worthy to be here is a big mm-hmm. thing, you know, for yeah. a lot of us. And it's like, you, you exist. Yeah. You've already manifested yourself into form. Like you're supposed to be here. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You are meant to be here. Um, everything else is just like a kind of added bonus. And right. because you're a human being, you do deserve love and you do deserve um, like goals. And you yeah. do, you know, like that's just like you deserve everything. Why? I don't know at what point in time people were like had that change of, oh, I don't deserve that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, maybe it is like the work week and what you're supposed to do you're supposed to go to college and then get a job and then move like maybe like really the industrial revolution to where yeah. like people started to get super rich and like the one percent like people yeah. are like, and then they're like evil and like yeah we're all, started creating like, like a hierarchy yeah that you're like but why i don't want to do that yeah exactly like i don't want to be a coke brother and destroy the world i just want to fucking buy fresh flowers every right. week from the farmer's market and i deserve to exactly yeah. and like you're not predestined to work one career the rest of your life like mm-hmm. i do you follow the minimalists they, no. have, a, they have a documentary like they're two really cute guys right they're yeah i, I don't know if they're cute okay i did that out <laughs> <laughs> but they have they just they're all about like living a simpler life because we were so obsessed with like material things and he just did a quote i was trying to look it up but i'm recording so i can't do it um but i'll like i must have i need to like copy and paste it in my show notes or something but it was saying like where in time did we think we were predestined to like like right now i'm in ad sales that i was like predestined to be in ad sales and i have to work that for the rest of my life like right you're allowed to change paths yeah you are allowed to do whatever you want to do you can do whatever the fuck you want to do i spent so much money to go to grad school to be a therapist and I'm like fuck that shit peace like is it ideal no am I going to do that for the rest of my life hating it I can't no so I'll figure out another route like and way to pay for that yeah I mean <laughs> yeah. eventually you're just like your gut knows you're yeah, like your gut knows I don't want to do this yeah. like I can get out of this so people can find you Superficial Magic Vibrators on Facebook. Yes. And then and Megan, where else? Megan Granger on Instagram. M-E-A-G- and you spell your name. M-E-A-G-A-N. Yep. And then G-R-A-I-N-G-E-R. Um, please follow me because uh, my Instagram sucks. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to boost those followers, people. I need to boost it. I need to boost it. You need to get that swipe up. Um, no, I'm making it much more fun. You're going to love it. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And you're so awesome. Oh, so thank you for having it. me. And you guys have to listen to our podcast. It really is. Like, I listen to a lot of reality TV ones and then, like, recaps. And sometimes I'm like, I am a garbage person. I need to, like, <laughs> fill my life with insightful <laughs> things. And I'll turn yours on. I actually had it on on the way here. Yay! I love your podcast. So, everyone, uh, go tune in. Subscribe. Do all the things that you can do to boost her follower. Oh, yeah. You rate it five stars and I'll, like, send you a, a cat or a kitten or something. Crystal or something. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, look at the cat. Oh, my God. You guys, we need to take you, a picture. You need... You, we, you guys, it's very peaceful in here right now. I oh, hope my you're gosh. That. He is in the vortex yep, right now. vortex. I love it. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye. 
Well, that is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you guys love Megan Granger just as much as I do. Make sure you go follow her and make sure you follow me at Chelsea Rife, R-I-F-F as in French fries, E. I like to say that because if not, it sounds like I have a lisp. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) 